0: Roll up, roll up, it's the Roll up, roll up, roll up,
1: it's the, roll up, roll up. Welcome to the Roll Up podcast with intro music, which I I definitely knew was there. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome back, listeners. Uh, welcome back, Michael. Uh, this is Toby Lodi, one half of the team with Mr. Michael Tilcock. How are you? i'm doing very well toby how are you yeah i'm awesome mate i'm awesome we've got plenty to talk about in today's episode we're going to ask a live question which is is live any more compelling now that they've had a decent finish so we'll talk a little bit about that in our question of the week and then our topic of the week is golf membership for new joiners so what have what have we learned from joining golf clubs that could help uh, a new joiner to golf entirely get get stuck in basically uh so a couple of really interesting things to talk through on that before we do that um i'm gonna brag i'm not gonna let you go first this week because my thing's more interesting because i went and played old head golf links and old head <laughs> of you're right mate just closing the window yeah, okay professional. <laughs> um so I, i'm gonna talk to you about old head uh, golf Links, also known as Old Head uh because it might be the best golf course I've ever played. Oh, big claim! Which is a big claim, considering I have played Turnbury, the new version of Turnbury, and some other wonderful golf courses in in Scotland. But for those who don't know where Old Head Golf Links is, it's basically on almost the southernmost tip of Ireland. It's this funny little peninsula that has its own sort of weather and microclimate and wind. But it is a, I think it's been open, the guys are saying about 20 years or something, but it's um, no less than that. I think it's been about 10 years, but the geezer who opened it was some young guy who bought the land off a farmer. And it's, it's just stuck out in the middle of the ocean. Basically you, you cross onto it through a fairly narrow bit of land. And then the way they've just rooted the holes around this tiny property is, is extraordinary. So, um, so yeah, but I played that whilst on holiday in Ireland. It was not cheap. <laughs> Let's put that out there. It was a 375 euro round. Plus getting, wow. go- plus getting golf clubs on the plane. So that's 80 euros, 80 quid, sorry. Plus um, caddy, who I ended up giving 80 euros to, even though it was his first week caddying. So I think, <laughs> plus petrol to him from where I was where I was staying. But let's just, let's call that nothing amongst friends. So in total, what's that? About 500 pound round. Um, plus all the balls that got lost naturally. So it, so it, that's a lot of money. <clears throat> um, however, it, the way the, they use the peninsula and the way they use the cliffs to route pretty much all of the par threes, I think it is all the par threes, are along the cliff side. They're some of the best par threes I've ever played. The wind was in like a really weird direction for the course design. So it definitely wasn't the prevailing wind. So you had like, I had a 113 yard par three that I was hitting an eight iron into, which was awesome because it looked tiny. Like the green was this tiny little cut into the cliff, but had to try and drive an eight iron into it. Um, And. Even the biggest criticism I'd read online about Old Head was the inland holes weren't particularly interesting, um, which I I now just call complete bullshit on, like it's that's not true. Like the opening hole is a nice kind of straight in front of you, slight dogleg right. It looks a bit fieldy if you're being very hypercritical, but it's got bunkering in there that makes you think about T-Shot. It's got a nice complex green, and then you're sort of all the way down the coast doing all of the wonderful, how beautiful is this place type thing. And then the other inland hole that really stuck out, I can't remember where it was in the routing, actually, somewhere in the middle of the round. But it's a blind tee shot, like, and and it was normally into the prevailing wind. So you're normally not reaching the bunker because it's so, so far into wind. And then me and the guy who I was playing with drove it 392 yards with the wind because it's downhill. You get over the crest, and then it's like speed slots like straight down to the green. And so we like walked over. We've gone. Oh, where's the ball? And then there's just these two balls. Just mine was my beaten by a foot. I was just like <laughs> the caddies were like having a little game of like, oh, who, was it your mate or was it me who did it? And then he, we walked up, and I was I was like, please let me beat this guy. And then I beat him by a foot, and then rolled up. He I, luckily he gave me the read on the putt, so he rolled his up and, and made like a six foot for birdie, and I rolled mine to about a foot and made my birdie there so all of that was wonderful closing stretch is really well thought through it's a par three a par five and a par four to finish back up the hill into into the clubhouse i just think for the views for the attitude of the caddies and the staff who are f- fantastic um i got free sausage roll off of the guy at the at the halfway hut at the <laughs> end of the day because i was like i don't it was like cash only i was like i've only got card and he was like i'll see you down the line or whatever it's just like oh for for all of that um
0: and the quality to pay five hundred quid. I would expect a free well, sausage in there, mate. Yeah, well,
1: there, there is that, but the 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 quality of the course, the upkeep of like the greens and stuff, were it was absolutely pure. Like it's those greens where and I don't know how they do this, but it's those greens where it's fast, but the minute you hit a ball into it, it stops.
0: Receptive, like, I yeah.
1: I don't understand how people make greens like that, but it's like they and also the wind was actually affecting putts, so that made it super bizarre. Um, but fun. So like absolute people must must, I thought people might be overstating how good it was. It, I've, I've never spent four and a half hours being so blissfully carefree of time or company. I just chatted to my caddy the whole time and he kept asking me to pull driver and it was just wicked, just <laughs> such a, such a great day. And,
0: uh, yeah, everyone should put it on their list, bucket list. So of course. I've just Googled it and uh, the pictures look incredible and and it's what's the nearest city then? I don't even think so as a city, but Yeah, you'd fly into Cork. Um okay. the, I think the, the
1: only sort of downside to it is there's there's like some other local clubs around there, but it's it's far away from the traditional sort of flying into Shannon and go and do like Tralee and um uh Trumps one, I can't remember what it's called, but go and do the proper West Coast stuff. It's a bit sort of on its on its own. So if you can build another club in just sort of around it that's just a local little club, you can have a bit of fun, but but it is worth it, big time. Or if you're rich enough, happen, fly yes. your helicopter in because they've got a little helicopter, a little helipad <laughs> next to the uh, next to the clubhouse. So yeah, sounds so that's like they route. need it. It does. Yeah, to pay for the golf club. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: uh, um, what's been so with you? I, well, I just got back from Istanbul, as it happens, um, and it, I do think it was my seventh wedding of the year, um, and the first one I didn't manage to take my golf clubs with me. Um, although there is lots of good golf in Turkey, um, it was a very jam packed schedule. Yeah. Um, so, so that was a amazing, fantastic wedding. It was in the British consulate, which, uh, was, wow. was quite, was quite special because the, the groom, AKA groomzilla over the weekend is, <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, um, a demanding groom let's just leave it at that Uh, but he is in the civil service so managed to to have the wedding there Uh, and it was a it was a lovely long weekend over there istanbul is a mentally busy city as well um too busy for me but a crazy impressive city yep um and golf wise i haven't had that much chance to play i've been trying to practice a bit because I had an online golf lesson with a guy called Shaheen Nakjavani who is, he's been on the sweet spot podcast. He's got about 80,000 followers on Instagram and is an up and coming top level, um, golf pro teacher guy, basically. Okay. Um, so he, his, his most famous guy, I think is probably Stephen Ames. who's on oh, on the yeah. senior tour now. Yeah. And I think he's starting to work with, a few other pros, but his, his whole, as, as I understand it, his whole methodology or philosophy, if you like, on the golf swing is all about matchups, which he is one of the kind of leading proponents of, but there's definitely other golf instructors going down this route of rather than reconstructing your swing into beyond plane, up and down, that sort of thing, or having a specific method. He's more about looking where your swing is and, If you're coming down steeply into the ball, like I was in the lesson, he's going to probably get your backswing a bit flatter in order to try and just make it easy for you to come into the ball on a more neutral path rather than re-engineer your whole golf swing. Mm. Um, And so the videos I sent him, for some reason I got really steep again, which is my tendency, but I'd fixed that about two weeks before in the lesson with Dan. And I just don't know why I keep getting so steep. Um, I have to be really vigilant on the video, but anyway, I did it through the Skillest app, which, um, is kind of a connection route to, to getting lessons with tour pros or t- uh, I guess pro level instructors. And what's quite cool is you can get a golf lesson with Sean Foley if you want. Oh, wow. So, so Tiger Woods is, um, yeah. Uh, old old coach and still are, coaches several guys on the tour. It's not that expensive either. How for much what is that? Well, how much I was your guy was, and how much is Foley? I, I had 25% off and I think it ended up being I need to double check this but it was about 120 quid. All right. so, so that's that's quite expensive obviously but at the same time he's like an elite guy who's got a big profile and social media and that sort of thing. I think Sean Foley's maybe 200, 300 pounds. Mm. Again, it sounds like a lot, but this is Tiger Woods old coach. You know, he's probably one of the top 10 most famous golf instructors in the world. So it's a pretty cool experience to get a, a sort of video lesson off him. Yeah. And this is all done um async so you send the videos he reviews the videos in his own time he'll do like a voiceover of your swing and then send a video back demonstrating some drills or what he wants you to work on um so i've been trying to work on that in the net and playing a few holes here and there um it seems to seems to be getting me going in the right direction again um but yeah that was a cool thing good
1: good um i do want to talk to you more about that actually because i find that quite interesting as another avenue for people to get help um but let's do that later so very quickly on to question of the week because um we don't want to spend a lot of our time talking about live but um the interesting thing where we left live as part of our two-part podcast chat was what would happen if live had a great finish so um didn't have brendan grace or Henny Duplessis win a tournament but had someone interesting win a tournament and win it in an interesting way would that make it any more compelling so I'll let you go I'll let
0: you go first is is it any more compelling what happened at the weekend well mine's an easy response because I didn't watch it (laughs) not least because I was at a wedding in Turkey but I wouldn't have followed it it. I I I just don't have any interest in it right now and I'm not heavily biased against it for any moral reasons. It's just not gripping me as a golf spectator. Mm-hmm. Um but you, you right. might have a different view on it. Well, my the thing about it that was interesting to me was it had its first
1: properly YouTubeable moment, right? So so trying to hit their target market of a younger audience, making it more sort of snappy and and kind of clippable, really, right? Like can I the PJ Tour has like decades of that material, right? Of saying at this tournament, Tiger did this or Phil did that, and they've got all of that, and Liv is starting from zero, right? So um was it more compelling because there was a big kind of playoff of interesting people? Like, like Westwood was up at the top at one point, but you had um you had Dustin kind of looking very good. You had Cam nearly at the top as well. It like didn't feel any different to a PGA tour event. That's, that's kind of my big takeaway. Like you, you could have done something, I don't know what they could have done that was different, but you you just went into a one hole playoff, right? Where you just keep playing the hole again. Um, so, so what? Like Dustin made a putt, I don't know if you've seen the video of the putt, Dustin makes this eagle putt from miles away, right? And it was, it was going 25 foot past if it didn't hit the hole. (laughs) So it's kind of, which is great, right? It's a great looking finish.
0: was he level with Neiman Then is that how it was sitting? Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um, were in the same group, weren't they? Yes. So again, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. kind of like lucky. None of that was. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. it's not lucky because they go out in um, uh, still in score Shotgun. order for the yeah, but they but they go out with the lead leaders go out to yeah, they have started on the
0: first yeah yeah
1: um, but but the other thing was you then had you had this weird thing with Westwood where he if he'd birdied his final hole. He could have won it outright at sixteen under. Um, he was playing unbelievably, and then the the real mega lulls thing is that he then turned a three hundred and forty yard par four, I think it was, or four low, less than four hundred yard par four, into a bogey, and then missed out on the playoff. So it's just like wicked. <laughs> um, it's a classic Westwood. That it, is, yeah. So, so look, I just don't. <laughs> so no is the short answer. I think like you, you had your biggest name right um up there the one who really turned live into something challenging and um it's no better like it's
0: don't care try again so yeah they've got a tough task on their hands um and it's more like they've obviously they've got the new players now they've got cam smith they've got joaquin neiman they've got leishman Bubba, a couple of other journeymen like triang triangale or Jason K. but yeah. I just don't think they've got enough people that I want to watch nah. without the interest of the PGA Tour card and the history of the tournaments. And yeah. yeah, I think it's it's very tricky. But next season, I'll give them a chance because yeah, I, I'm, I feel fairly neutral on it politically.
1: Yeah, and and also once they get into some interesting locations, that aren't boring American golf courses. Maybe it'll be a bit different. But anyway, uh, that is our time on question of the week so let us let us move to topic of the week uh because because joining a golf club i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with this point i think joining a golf club and then trying to find a way to make the most of it is really bloody hard so let's talk about um basically how can you join us get into a golf club and make the most of it so i'll let you crack on with um with yeah how, how would me as an amateur maybe not even a great golfer maybe i've just done some stuff at the driving range or pitching part or played the occasional round like like, how do i choose a golf club to even start
0: yeah i think i think it's a great question um and i think a lot of people would be interested in some insight on this so i think there's two people who it's relevant for two types of people one is a relatively beginner golfer who's maybe never had a handicap Um, never been a member of a golf club. And the other is people returning to golf club memberships, having had a break because they were working in London or or whatever it is like both Mm. of us. Um, so the, the new to golf club membership, let's focus on them because the other guys, more experienced guys will probably have a feeling on what they like. Uh, so firstly, I, I would look, I would look from proximity to where I live. Um, what are the closest golf courses? So I'd just do a, a Google search golf course near me and I almost get a short list because I don't think you really want to be more than a 20 minute drive away. Um, I think anything more than that, and you're struggling to play at early times in the morning and late times in the evenings and play mm-hmm. in the competitions if, if you're working a sort of normal nine to five job. So I think proximity is actually really important if you're going to get the most out of your membership. Then the next thing I would look at is talking to either an existing member, if you know one, or uh, the club secretary or club manager or the captain of the golf club about the feel of the golf club. How open is it to new joiners? Is it easy to to join social groups of golfers? Do they think it's cliquey? Because often people will give you an honest opinion of the club if that's important to you um so trying to get a feel of the club by speaking to someone in the know i um, mean just call them up to do that i definitely Thirdly, i definitely think people who are in the who are in the office um will give you the give
1: you a pretty pretty fair uh review because so well certainly one but i'm sure it's at most places like they they're either ex members like as in current members but also doing the stuff on the side for helping in the office um or or they are just basically still playing a load and just doing a little bit on on the side so it's yeah they 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 yeah. have no real reason to kind of lie and also Pull you will get over your eyes you'll get an immediate feel from their character as to what they, i think there's a very clear representation of the sort of people who work there to
0: and the way they deal with customers to what the golf course is going to look like definitely definitely because if you call an old-fashioned golf club you'll probably (laughs) you probably leave a conversation thinking bloody well bloody, i'm doing doing them a favor by joining they're doing me a favor by me joining this golf club the other way around yeah it's quite it can be quite an unusual experience trying to join a golf club because they almost don't treat treat you like a customer um they almost treat themselves as a privilege for you to join which is sometimes the case but not always um so to that end, you might want to ask the secretary or the manager, um, how would I actually go about joining? Like, do I need to have a handicap? Um, is there a waiting list? That sort of thing. What? How much does it cost per year? Is there a joining fee? Is it reduced based on my age? Because lots of clubs will do a discount from mm. 21 to 30. Do you have a lifestyle membership, which is where you have a certain number of credits um, but and you don't have unlimited play? that type of thing are all considerations if, if you're new to golf and deciding to what extent you want to get into it. Yeah. And then the more practical kind of quality, um, side of the golf course, is it ranked on any of the rankings? What are the reviews like on websites like golf shake, uh, and top 100. Um, and also like just a really niche point, but find out what the golf course is like in, in the wet does, does the golf course drain well? And you can usually find that out online or by asking the, yeah. the, the club, um, because if, if you've got a golf course that doesn't train well, then essentially you're paying an annual membership, but you won't use it for three or four months of the winter. Cause it will be like a bog. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, our, our golf course, four or five of the holes are basically unplayable in winter because they're on lower ground than the rest. So we, sorry, four holes. So we always play pretty much in deep winter, a 14 hole circuit. And that's great for us. Um, And I didn't know that at the time, but that's ended up working really well, but I should have asked that when I joined. Yeah. Um, So in terms of picking a golf course, those are some tidbits I would look into, but in summary, you want to talk to someone at the club and get a feel for the club. What what do you think on picking a club, Toby? Um, I
1: think, I, I, I genuinely think your first point was right. Proximities for me is the only thing that mattered. So, um, when I was a member, at, uh, Ilford before joining one it was, it was proximity plus cost because I could be a full member for 500 quid or something at the time. Um, so it's phenomenally cheap golf, but, but that was then reflected in course quality and I never got sort of stuck into the bits we'll talk about in a minute about making the most of it, but with, um. Proximity was critical for me. I wanted to be able to ride a bike to the course and then have a locker. So this other stuff then adds on top, right? What facilities do you get to make your life easier as a golfer? So if you could, in our generation, be able to have a house or a flat around here, ride your bike up to the golf course, and then just take your club straight out of the locker and get on the course, like that's, that's about as convenient as golf can ever be. I think, um equally with ours you've got a tube stop that's eight minutes walk from the place whereas other other places you're always going to have to drive to so think about those circumstances because they will it will become incredibly frustrating and limiting in how much golf you play if you haven't sort of done that as a bit of a recce the other thing is um uh, is the bar right and the the feel you get from the actual place if you go in there on a if you're going there on a Thursday after a round or on a Saturday after a round, right? Like what's the, um, what is the actual culture of the club? Because there are quite a few, I think around certainly where we live out in towards Essex that have, have crap post round kind of chat and, and actually Wanstead is so over and above what I expected from any golf course in terms of these yeah, people, for the people you can meet the chat you can have, the beers you can have um, in the spot that we've got where we overlook like the bowls green and stuff in the outdoor space, like all of that actually does add so much to the golf club because you then, when we'll talk about it in a minute, when you then go and play comps, you're not just playing with a bunch of strangers, you're playing with people that you've then seen around the club, had drink with or blah, 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 blah. So, So that's a big, big part and... And I think, again, worth when you do a practice round or you try a round out if the golf club will let you do it or you can join a member for a round is, you know, going and asking honestly, like, what's what's the club bar like, everything afterwards.
0: Totally. Yeah. I to think of anything else. Uh, and just, I guess to add that, play the golf course before you join. Yes, definitely. Um, and, and actually, a lot of golf courses will, if you're interested in joining, unless they've got a massive wait list so they don't really need you, they will find a member or a secretary or someone or the captain will take you out usually for a free, what they call courtesy round to let you see, see the course before you decide to join. Mm. And that's certainly worth doing because you can then ask those questions we were just talking about in terms of getting the feel for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was,
1: so I'm sure you told me about a club once, it might have been Thorndon Park, where it wasn't one of the requirements to
0: have, you have to then play around with the captain or whatever before you're allowed to join. Well, Thorndon Park, I hadn't played the golf course when I inquired about joining there. This was before I joined Wanstead. Um, and it was on the edge of the proximity thing. It was about a half an hour drive. So that felt a bit too far for me, but anyway, it was the best course in Essex. So I was told, um, and so they, they interviewed me and I went in, you know, jacket, tie, all the the trimmings classic golf club trimmings (laughs) and was literally interviewed by the whole what must have been the whole committee which in in a golf club is like uh members of the golf club who take on different roles to run the golf club um so this is like seven eight nine ten blokes sitting around a board table literally all asking me one question in a ring (laughs) um and you know that phrase you had me at hello. <laughs> from cherry Maguire, i think it is yeah. well for me it was you lost me at hello because i'm just like that's so antiquated just so unnecessary maybe if you're like an open rotor course you can do that but if you're the best course in essex i'm sorry you d- you don't get to interview me with a with a boardroom. it's just i just gave off the opposite of the feel i wanted in a golf club totally uh, so, which was sloppiness, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 that's not talking about the individuals around that table. They were perfectly nice guys. It was certainly the the structure that they've chosen to interview to new members with. with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And th- and those
1: those still exist, particularly in in southern England. You still have a lot of golf courses that see themselves in that sort of revelry, and it just creates a very different atmosphere and a very different product. So if you if you're not down for that, um, then don't. See that as a warning sign and go somewhere else. Totally cool. Anything else on choosing choosing a club?
0: No, I think that's also if you've got a friend, a golf club, and you're choosing between two, all other things being equal, join the one where you make plays because it is nice to have someone you know there before you join. I think that blends into our, yeah, the sub topic we talk about, which is making golf friends, which yeah. is particular. And it's okay if you want to say golf friend, friend, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let in between us, but making golf friends is key to your enjoyment of the golf club. And it's a massive asset of joining a golf club, as opposed to just going around different playing different golf golf courses on a weekend. Um, so since I've joined Wanstead, I knew Toby from work, but we didn't play much together really um, before you know, I met people doing other things. One thing I did, which was only because some random guy said to me on the tee, Oh, this is how the golf club works. We have things called swindles, um, which are groups that play together every weekend, um, and have like competition within that group every weekend. So even if you don't win the main comp, you still got something to play for. Mm. I joined a swindle called the wallies, uh, which was one of the bigger ones. Most of the guys are much older than me, me being 32. The average age is probably at least 50. Um, but that's been a brilliant way for me to meet lots of the members um, and like uh, understand and learn how the club works by having a beer or two or sometimes for other members, eight, um, after the round, which suited me. You don't have to do that. There's no obligation to do that, but that suited me. Um, and was the main way I got to know members within the club. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was just when I used to play in the evenings in the summer, I would occasionally run into people who were also clearly new members, often playing on their own because they didn't know anyone. And I, if I saw a single on the tee and I was coming up, I would just be like, "Do you want to? You know, do you want to play nine holes together?" And I, I met several people like Andy Bunt, for example, doing that. Um, I met Johnny Grout doing that. You know, several guys more similar age to to me and you, Toby. Mm. I met just by meeting them on the tee. But I think you can go one step further there. When you join the club, especially if there's a a steady stream of new joiners, you can ask the secretary, you know, have any, you know, 30-ish year old guys or however old you are joined in the last six months? Um, Can can you let me know their names? And then just WhatsApp and be like, hey, I saw you join the club as well. Do you want to play nine holes? Um, and if the other tip I would give you there is if you are very much a beginner golfer, try and find people who are similar ish handicap, because if you as a 36 handicap message me as a five handicap and say, do you want to have nine holes? I'll probably look up your handicap if, before <laughs> I play with you. And if I see you at 30, it's like totally no offense. I'm so glad you've, you've played, but I'm probably not going to play with you just because we're at I've such a different level. <laughs> yeah, like I, I actually don't mean to slug off the high handicappers here, but generally people like to play with people who are a similar level to them or better mm. rather than the other way around. And the best way to counter that as a new be- new beginner golfer is to get better and then you won't have that issue. Yeah. And so so a couple of things on, on all of that, right? So in-
1: integrating into Wanstead for me was a really bizarre um, process, the only reason I ever, the only reason I got integrated was because of COVID because we had to implement the T sheet, uh, we then had to basically have everyone book up on the Saturday which caused massive umbrage for all of the swindles and I can't believe we're doing T sheets, all this nonsense. It's the only reason I managed to find a tea time on a Saturday uh, because I didn't know anything about the swindles, uh, to find a tea time on Saturday, booked it in and all of a sudden I was at the back of the unreliables and I was playing who's my who now my swindle um and playing with these boys and then like seemed nice joined and i think even the guys i was playing with at the time have since left and i'm now with stuck with a bunch of barry's and whoever's um who who are phenomenal kind of crack like absolutely brilliant but i would never have found them if it wasn't literally because covid forced us into a sheet because i'd no idea i was playing like either mornings or or evenings or whatever um And it was all because basically I didn't know what to say in the office when I was joining the golf club, because like my parents had never been a golf club members, uh, really like my granddad was a member of a public course, but it didn't have, he was playing midweek. Like he never got involved in any of the real stuff that can, you can do at a golf club. So I had no idea what to do. I had no idea who to ask what to, what to ask. And now it's like, yeah, just go in and talk about all the different clubs. And, and, and you can also, particularly at Wanstead, you've got midweek clubs, Um, you've got got sunday swindles that are different so whatever your pattern for playing is based on work and commitments what have you like most golf clubs have this kind of variety this hidden variety of stuff you can get stuck into you just need to back to your point earlier because you're not really seen as a customer you're seen as like a member who then needs to be self-sufficient and find their way you just need to be able to go in and ask the right questions so you can say I I want to get stuck into the club like help me basically.
0: Yeah, totally. You That's can't true. assume that a golf club will help you have a good time there unfortunately. No. Exactly. Um, That's so yeah. fucking well put. So
1: yeah. well put. You Be cannot fun. assume that they think they they know you're having a good time, they know you're having a shit time or even that they even know you exist once you've paid your membership that you just get a little you get get a little invoice every year every year that says please pay me some more money
0: basically the the, the your time as a member will be what you make it and yeah. don't be afraid to ask whether it be the captain whose job is to look out for the members so a, a captain of a golf club will never turn down you know a message or asking for some advice and same oh, yeah. with, obviously, the manager or the club secretary. They will help you if you ask and just be really open about it. Like, I've not really met anyone so far. Like, how can I meet people? I'm looking to play with other beginners. I'm looking to play with low handicappers. I'm looking to play early. Like, mm. they will have a feel for the golf club. There are no more friendly groups for you to maybe start with, try with. Yeah. Um, and the way you just got to ask.
1: Definitely. And I think that's the big one for the for the high handicappers, right? Like, for the beginners, because, because golf... Um, we're talking just before we started recording, like golf is, is it exclusive in a lot of different ways, particularly then when, when you're trying to break down the skill thing, like how, how, as, as a very new to golf golfer, can I, can I try and find people that will, will be supportive basically, as you go around the, as you go around the course and as you learn your, as you learn your game. And it's like, yeah, the, the best way to do that is in these kind of bigger group swindles, because because you sort of get hidden, you get hidden away amongst the four ball. Like if you're trying to go and play like just as two people, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, like go and find someone of a similar skill level or thereabouts. But when it comes to, if you really want to get stuck in, like don't worry about being a 36 handicap, try and find something on a Saturday morning. And then classic rule, if you play badly, just play fast. That's all that matters. Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, don't and also don't worry about what anyone's thinking about you, just play fast
0: yeah and don't yeah don't don't be apologising if you hit bad shots don't feel self conscious just play that's why your handicap it, it is but play fast yeah. that means not not having 10 practice swings that means not reading the putts from three different directions because you can't start the ball online anyway yeah. you just got to get on with it yeah. one practice swing max lineup hits you'll probably yes. play better doing that anyway um totally and, and I, that's different advice I would give to a low handicap. If you are a single figure handicap, you're only going to have, let's say, 80 shots. So you get permission to take a bit longer on the shots. Plus, you've got a higher skill level. So I don't mind if you take a bit longer on your shots because you might actually execute what you're trying to do. Yeah. If you're a 36 handicapper, you don't know what's going to happen. So you might as well do it fast.
1: Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And and just, again, it's just having that, just having that awareness that, the you you shouldn't not enjoy golf because of that like you, you just need to think about golf in a slightly different way like if you are playing slow i remember someone ex-bcs um colleague was a chronically slow player and awful and um <laughs> and it was just like mate just hit the ball like we like nothing's on the line here because we just had a BCS golf day right so it's not even there's a club comp on the line like just just stand up hit the ball and let's just Let's come on, let's just
0: bloody keep this thing going. But they they don't know they're slow though, because they haven't yeah. they've never been taken round Hollenwell with their dad with a four ball literally sprinting to try and say that they were quicker quicker than you. Um and where you learn <laughs> that like being labelled a slow player is like being labelled the guy that never buys around. Yes. Like it's a horrible label to have and you never want that label. So if in doubt, play quicker. Play quicker, yeah 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 yeah
1: and yeah I think your point's right, like you will not lose strokes, promise you you won't um okay cool so i've I've joined my club, I'm integrated into
0: some some little societies and stuff, like what next? The one mm. thing I would add on that one is um our experience with the snowflakes, where basically mm. it's like we've. I I started a WhatsApp group trying to bring together some of the guys that were, you know, early thirties-ish or a bit younger, but were also decent golfers. So kind of 18 or below is what I kind of had in my head, but not, not strictly, but, but roughly, um, and just set up a WhatsApp group. And over the last sort of year or so, we've gone from having four of us in there to having, you know, 12, 13, 14 in there. And, and you can be the one that starts that, and does that. And that's how you suddenly you've got a group of golf mates. You've got people to play with in competitions and Mm. it can just snowball from there. Um, and you can get yourself a little golf trip in November to the South coast. (laughs) And we've got a nice little Brighton golf trip coming up. So (laughs) it's, it's genuinely been a source of, of new friends and a lot of good guys that we've met. Oh, and the last thing I'd add about
1: Wanstead in particular is most of my house would not have been redeveloped if it weren't for the people in either my swindle or the snowflakes. I've got a roof tiled uh, front of the house painted and my floors done because of people I talk to at the golf club. So if that isn't a reason to try and be the one who's vulnerable to, to go step up to people on the first tee or to, to get involved in WhatsApp groups or swindles or whatever, do it because you'll, you'll learn something and you might even find people to help you out fixing your house up. And your roof is lovely, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, Full proof. <laughs> um, okay, so how do I then? Uh, how do I then get? I've, I've got all these friends. Hopefully, and I haven't <laughs> they haven't shunned me at the first tee or told me I'm a
0: slow player. What do, What am I doing next? So, so making the most of your golf membership, um, prices can vary, but the way to make the most is to play as much as you possibly can. Certainly, as much as you want to. Um, great if your golf course has a driving range because that's a massive asset especially if it's close to you but if it's not does it have a net if it's got a net you can still do a lot of practice in the net um that you you can't just do in your back garden sort of thing get into playing especially in summer but also just in spring uh, and autumn morning and evening rounds even if you just play three six nine holes like you can get in so much golf doing that and you, that's something you can't do if you're not a member of a golf course, just play those short and little rounds because you're going to probably end up paying for m- minimum nine. Um, you know, through the summer we, we would sometimes play, you know, twice, twice a week or even more in midweek before we've even got to the weekend. Um, next I would say enter the knockout competitions. Yeah. Not, not only is that that not only is that a way to meet people, but it's also a way to play competitive golf. And if you're coming to golf as a newbie, maybe you've been into football, rugby, cricket, ice skating, whatever it is. <laughs> it's so easy when you get into your 25 pluses once you leave the structure of school and university and maybe Saturday football teams, whatever, to not have any competitive outlet in your life. And having those competitions, those knockouts those Saturday medals and Stablefords, it's amazing to bring that yeah. back into your life and kind of have a reason to improve your golf because you can win a competition, get your name on the board, become a club legend. Um, Looking at It's it a, a massive, <clears throat> it's another massive uh, great thing about being a member of a golf course versus just playing random golf courses. I totally agree. And I think that uh, obviously this is we're golfers
1: being in love with golf. So it, it, it's preaching to the choir but the the feeling of either knowing you're in contention uh, or you've you are in a knockout competition and, and have won one it's there isn't another there isn't another thing like ru- winning a rugby match or winning a rugby tournament or winning a football match and scoring like not, like nothing compares to winning or even thinking that you're winning a tournament and the and the, uh, the highs and lows are phenomenal when you When you get into the bar and you think, "Yep, I remember the eclectic this season, I was like, yep, this is I'm absolutely top three if not won it because I think I managed to get to like a fifty nine or something or a fifty eight and then one of the bandits, the biggest bandits in the club um came in with a fifty five so I just so the the I, so that's part of the that's part of the whole fabric, like you have to enjoy all that side of it as well but the the feeling of uh, getting stuck into those competitions, being in contention, coming down onto a couple of the holes, that particular comp because you know what holes you've played well on the previous round versus the next one. Uh you where the bad holes are, you it's a whole different set of pressures. And you, you don't get to do that as an adult. Like where do you get to play and imagine and do all that stuff in in any other kind of hobby? It just doesn't it just doesn't exist. So get stuck it's, in it's,
0: it's elite. Mm. Um Other things, making the most of your golf membership, Uh, you can bring guests round for a reduced rate. It's a good if you've got clients, if you've got friends who are new new to golf, it's a great way to bring them bring them round at a cheaper rate. And you can often play at more attractive times than you can as just a visitor Mm. anywhere. Did you know? That's another thing. Sorry, we get free. We get a couple of free people round. Did you know that? I
1: only learned this. Yeah. Well, so
0: I I got a free. One, one free four ball for paying my membership on time last year, but I don't know if that's the same thing, which I did use.
1: Oh. Oh no, I got I got told that all of us, no matter what, we get three free member passes. Three three what? free guest passes, sorry. Oh
0: no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn, no, it's well, ridiculous. To be fair, that was, that was three free. Yeah. But in one go. So yeah. maybe I've used yeah, didn't, it. But didn't maybe have to, maybe didn't I just have to tell be in you that. Four ball. anyway so yes you'll get those that's a nice book yeah if you've got client mates whatever the other thing about being a member of a golf course versus just traveling around is you can play whenever you want on a saturday morning or a sunday morning which is not the case if you're just trying to book golf rounds unless you're playing absolute rubbish golf courses Mm -hmm. you will rarely ever be able to play before sort of 12 in summer um, unless you're a member of the golf course, and if you've got kids, you've got family. Being able to just play a competition at seven a.m. and be back for easily for midday, it opens up a lot more opportunities to to have a sport yep. um, in your life. Definitely.
1: Um, other
0: thing, I'll, I'll chuck on
1: top because you've. I, this is we talked about goals in the first podcast, but this is something you've been able to do that I'm jealous of and want to do next season. Is there are multiple inter club comps that you can get involved in for different capability levels as well like it's not just, there is obviously a scratch team but you've got certainly for our golf club that goes up through the handicap ranks to a baseline of a 6 handicap or a cap of a 6 handicap and then um I think there's a cap of an 18 which is the um I can't remember the bloody name of it but anyway there's again more stuff that I didn't know when I At first Norman joined Non Plum So more stuff that I didn't know until I joined the golf club is like there's loads of inter-club comps, but they're not exclusive to scratch players. Like you can go and get stuck into that, um, that level of competition as well.
0: And that is seriously nerve wracking, but also you get to play free practice round and free round in the actual match at different golf courses. So that's a nice perk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're coming up to time, Toby. We are. Do we have any last
1: things we want to get in under the gun? I try to think if there's anything else I'd do to make the most of the golf club covered back to only other point, actually, I just wanted to um, very reemphasize your, uh, your idea about the practice facilities. Like, yes, absolutely agree. And proximity becomes the biggest factor in driving that. So we're quite fortunate to have like a chipping green and a putting green and quite a tight course. So you can whip round in three holes, four holes, five holes. But again, it's just, it's making sure you've built that into your equation of proximity and again, changing a bit of your perspective on what golf practice means. Like I, I, the idea of me telling Hannah, who's my wife, like, I'm going to go up to the chipping green for an hour. She's like, you are the most boring person I've (laughs) ever met. But like the idea of standing at a chipping green for an hour is, is brilliant because you've, it's meditative. It's, you, you don't do it on before you go out for a round because you're sorting yourself out and trying to get out on time. And yet it's right there just to bike right away to go, to go and do some chipping. So that's why I'm such a good chipper. Cool.
0: Anything else? Are you playing this Saturday? I am playing in a match for Hollandwell, for Hollandwell. Um, are you? Yeah. Um, I thought you were playing off against, oh, on Friday. It's four, two rounds of foursomes. This is on Sunday against Oxford either university or alumni or something like that. So that should be fun. And I'm oh, playing wow. Holland twice, Thursday, Friday, this week. So what's practice passing to tomorrow. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. How did you get into this? This is, you are making the most of your country membership of Hollywood. <laughs> Someone just messaged me. Well, my brother was asked to play. There was short of a couple of people. Yeah. They were really, it's a school off scratch. So there's like some really good golfers in the team, like plus handicaps. And then wow. me, um, <laughs> So I'm I'm kind of, the, they're obviously scraping the barrel, getting me in, but hopefully I'm not total shite.
1: Is this why you did a, an emergency
0: uh, <laughs> interactive digital lesson? Get me my yeah. matchups, mate. Yeah. I'm just like, just get me so, so I can shovel it around the golf course and exactly. shanking it everywhere. Nice.
1: Well, good. Well, good luck. I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. Uh, I'll try and win the cent- centenary, whatever it is, this weekend at, at Wanstead. I want another I haven't had a win this year, so I'm chasing a win.
0: Which i Yeah, you need to get your name on the board, mate. Jordan My name mine. is on the board. <laughs> what what for? For
1: the for the Heatherington.
0: Oh, of course. I forgot yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that. Yeah. It's a major. That is a major. I'm, uh, f- I'm, I'm some legend as well. Big time.
1: Yeah, you should have told Hollingwell I would have been i fine <laughs> off of scratch in Foursomes, mate. Um good. So we shall we shall speak to you all in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we're still, I'm still loving Twitter, I'm still golf. Twitter is, I, I know I say this every week, but mate, it's just, a, just mwah, more, more and more content. The more time I spend on it, the more I think it's brilliant. So I'm still on there is, uh, we're still on there. I should say is the roll up golf. Um, you're still Michael John golf,
0: Michael John golf, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, message me, tell me if you've listened to the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Wicked
1: good. Enjoy everyone's couple of weeks. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Ciao.